Yes, even more exclusive content from Sports Kita Wrestling on your podcast feed. And if you're enjoying it, why don't you just help us out and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're enjoying. And also check out all the other content we have. Top Story, new episodes of it nearly five days a week. Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw with Legion of Raw. And every Friday night, Dutch Mantel covering SmackDown and Rampage. Plus exclusive interviews and pay-per-view post shows as well. All on this feed. Happy, happy Martin Luther King Day. This is the 17th of January, 2022 here in America. But in India, it is not. It is the 18th of January. <laughs> 2022 this i'll let let you keep track of that bro i will not (laughs) keep track of that i will i will i will keep i will remember when i uh when it comes to mind but other than that uh here in america i am in america i'm in the great state of ohio uh as uh many people know i'm a huge buckeye mark so uh i'm such a buckeye mark that i love college football more than i love raw uh, by leaps and bounds, ladies and gentlemen, I, and I, I find that hard to believe. Ooh, yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a far stretch, Vince Russo. Uh, but uh, Vince Russo is now a Buckeye fan because of my Ohio State fandom. Yes. Uh, so, so I'm looking forward to uh, we the college football season coming back. Yes. Starting in September. And then me talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes because everybody knows that I'm a huge Ohio State Buckeye fan. And now so is Vince Russo. And speaking of fans, thank you so much, SK Nation. Thank you so much, Legions of Raw, the hashtag focus group. Uh, We got to bring back the focus group, the SK Nation slash focus group. Uh, You guys are so awesome, awesome. Listen, we know that even there's even people who don't even watch raw who comes and watch this show because they yes. enjoy and and that's amazing that's amazing they enjoy the legion of raw so much that they come to watch this show because they know that we turn gimmicks into gimmick aid yes and we also do mumble events because we're all right. back. <laughs> oh man! And we shall we shall talk about that. But listen, be sure to hit that like button on this uh, video, and also leave a, a positive comment about this show if you may. Thank you very much in advance. We appreciate the SK Nation loving this show. And uh, you, without y'all, there would be no us. So thank you so much for your support. Listen, Vince Russo, we've got one more uh, Raw before the Royal Rumble, one of the oldest pay-per-views in the WWE series history. This is one of the big four pay-per-views, lots of hype, and we have a night full of heels, Vince. Who's the babyface? Who's the heel? We have no idea. Two heels get jumped by two more heels at the end of the at the end of the night. Vince Russo, where in the world are we going with all of these storylines? Bro, you know what I feel like every time I turn on Raw? And and I'm telling you, bro, it is not an age thing. And I'll tell you why I know it's not an age thing. Mm-hmm. Baseball is the same to me. 
Football is the same to me. Hockey's the same. Basketball's the same. You know, there was a time when I was a kid, when I was a kid, Dr. Chris, and the players were a lot older than me. Now I'm a lot older than the players and the players are the kids. But when I watch all my professional sports, it hasn't changed for me. Here's the problem, bro. This is, well, this is, this is why they've lost me, Chris. Cause you know, sometimes Raju takes great sound bites from this show. Raju, here's a sound bite for you because I'm going to sum this all up. With the exception of maybe a handful, Chris, Mm -hmm. with the exception of maybe a handful, I watch this show and segment after segment after segment, I am seeing amateurs that are trying to be wrestlers. Yes, indeed. And I'm not buying it. Okay, now... Decades back, years back, wrestlers were wrestlers. Yes. Roddy Piper wasn't trying to be a wrestler. You know, right. our, our good friend DDP wasn't trying to be a wrestler. Randy Savage wasn't trying to be a wrestler. Hulk Hogan wasn't trying to be a wrestler. Bruno the Giants. You know, wasn't trying to be a wrestler. <laughs> Bob Backlund wasn't trying to be a wrestler. These were wrestlers. Yes. One by one by one. Okay, I'm watching this show. And from the first segment, Dewdrop, Becky Lynch, and Bianca Belair, they all want to be wrestlers. They, they, they're coming across to me yes. like they're playing wrestling, like they don't belong. Now, like I said, Chris, I know it's not an age thing. I watch football all weekend long, and I'm watching 22, 23, 24-year-olds year that look like professional football players. Yes. Okay, I'm going to be 61 very shortly, but these 23-year-olds look like they belong. Yes. These people do not look like they belong with the exception of a few Chris, why is that? Just please, you're the psychologist, bro. I come to you with my problems. Why ain't I by, why am I looking at Nikki Cross? She wants to be a wrestler. He wants to be a wrestler. He's playing wrestler. She's, none of them are coming across as professional wrestlers except a few. Yes, indeed. Tell me why, bro. I've got one word for you, Vince Russo. And that word is confidence, okay? Because WWE is making sure that every single person, just about with the exception of a a handful, just like you said, they're making sure that everyone stays in their place, essentially. That's essentially what we're going to, what we see on Raw, on SmackDown, with the exception of a few people. There's not a lot of people who have enough confidence to speak up. Simple as that. And, and the ones who do are the ones in the top echelon and the ones who don't like uh, or the ones who do who aren't on the top echelon like Mustafa Ali. See you. Bye. That's essentially what. And, 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 and someone like a Mustafa Ali who's speaking up 
because he's not happy. People see that on the roster and they say, oh, man, I probably shouldn't say anything. I was going to go, but nah, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Now. And meanwhile, you can read interviews and listen to the EC3s, the killer crosses yeah. who are now saying I should have spoken up. They yep. were in the system. The system failed them, and now they are all coming out saying, I should have spoke up. Yep, it's yep. too late now, bro, and it's going to be too late for these people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everybody feels smaller than the business just about and that's it seems like wwe is making sure that that stays that way though like like no one is going to be bigger than the business when we saw vince mcmahon in the 80s especially the 80s and in going into the 90s we saw someone who was willing to make everybody feel like stars because eventually the more people who feel like stars the more crossover the WWE has as a brand. Now it's so niche and you have 1.6 to 1.8 people, million people watching Raw on a weekly basis. I mean, in your day, 25 years ago, that would have been an embarrassing number of hits. But now it's so okay because once again, it's more about taking control of the company and not making people feel larger in life. We saw that with the with the Austin Theory segment, you're trying to build a star and you emasculate him every week. So his win against Finn Balor, it hurt Finn Balor more than it helped Austin Theory. Bro, here's what's here, here, here here's what's is starting to happen. Let, let's let's look at the facts and let's be honest. If everybody has seen the Wizard of Oz. And we mm -hmm. thought we had this mighty and powerful Oz that everybody feared. And it was a little bald man behind the curtain. Yeah. Let's be honest, Chris. Vince McMahon is starting to expose himself. And you want to know how? Let me tell you how. Okay, bro. Back in the day when Vince McMahon started, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, let, 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 let's, let's call the starting point WrestleMania. Okay. Let's talk about the Hogan's and the Pipers and the Junkyard Dogs and the Kurt Hennings and the Scott Halls and mm -hmm. all these people that came in. Bro, you got to remember one thing. When all these people came into the territory, including Jake Roberts, including Steamboat, including uh, Hulk Hogan, bro, they were, they were already characters. Yes. They brought their characters to the WWE, Road Warriors. They oh, were yeah. already characters. What did Vince McMahon do? He put money behind yeah. them to make them bigger. But, bro, make no bones about it. He didn't create those characters. That's those characters already existed. Then, then what happened, bro? All of a sudden, those characters start getting older, and all of a sudden, you got that period in the early '90s where where WWE is in the toilet. Then what happens? Then what happens, Chris? The Attitude Era. If you, if anybody listening to this show thinks the Attitude Era was Vince McMahon, you're out of your freaking mind. Vince McMahon didn't know what the Blair Witch Project was, <laughs> let alone the Attitude Era. 
Okay, so thank God he had Russo and Ferrara and Austin and The Rock. Again, other people doing the work. Yeah. Bro, we talked about this last week, Chris. We broke it down. Over the last 20 years, there have been like five or six. Mm -hmm. Bro, that's an average of one a year. He is exposing himself now, bro, because this this show is horrific, bro. It is horrific. Yeah, I mean, if there's – I think we counted five people in the past 20 years. Right. So that's an average. You know I mean? Like, it's – what, four – what, so five – we say five people in the past 20 years? That's once every four years. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, bro. That's there's pretty no, bad. Right? There's nobody on on this show. As a matter of fact, we're going backwards because now now we've managed to turn Orton into a clown. Yeah. So now yeah. Now, now we're going ba- actually backwards now. Yeah. Bro, is he? It's it, it, he's not Oz. Everybody thought he was Oz, bro. You yeah. might have thought he was Oz because he had this. He yep. had this, but when it's coming down now to characters and storylines and uh, uh, you know evolution and and, mm-hmm. and and changing up the business, bro, he's failing across the board. I'm 100%. sorry, bro. This show, I mean, bro, you you got the you got the wild card playoffs on, and you're yep. opening up a show with Dewdrop, Becky Lynch, and Bianca. Bel- really, bro? Really? Again, Vince, like I say every week. Specifically with the Monday Night Football at this point, we're at. I mean, before we were uh, going to the end of the season, getting you know the rankings together, and now it's wild card and it's about to be divisional playoffs. And here's the thing: just like I said before, we saw today WWE was phoning it in, and that's something that it that. You and Ferrara wouldn't dare to Never. phone it in. Never, wouldn't bro. Dare to phone it Never. in. If back you were going to beat us, you were going to have to kill us. I'm sorry, bro. If you were going to beat us, you were going to have to kill us. Yeah, 97, 98. You wouldn't. 99 wouldn't dare to phone it in. But now it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like we're we're at a 1.6, 1.7. You know, my night football still consistent. You know super high we're just eh, we're just gonna have Dewdrop and, and bianca belair and and uh becky lynch you know uh, uh headline before we get to that segment uh shout out to myron for the two nine two dollar 99 super chat thanks for the rant vince love it respects more rants vince so we can get more super chat hey i'm just awesome. being honest bro you know chris that, that's the thing i hate i had to explain this week i don't i don't want to come across as anti-WWE, but I tell this to people all the time, Chris, and I'm sure you're the same way. Bro, if you're watching a a, a sporting event and it's a blowout and the game now sucks, what do you do? You turn it off. You're watching a television show and this show sucks, what do you do? You turn it off. Unfortunately, bro, I get paid to watch this show. Mm -hmm. So I would have turned this show off a long time ago, but mm-hmm. since I have to watch it, I'm gonna give you my honest uh, views of this show, bro. Then that's you know, as Excalibur would say, when the best friends hug on AEW, 
You've got to give the people what they want. And the people want raw. See, we're not we're not even getting raw on raw, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, but we will get raw here. What what's Vince what Wilson. Chris? What give me one thing that's raw about raw? Nothing. Give me one thing. What what change the name? Like there's nothing raw about raw, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, Monday night contrived. Undercooked. <laughs> right there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night stale. There you go. That's oh, not even raw it's, it's, it's stale. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, and I agree with you, Vince, hundred percent. I am a. I am usually a baby face uh, in life, uh, and just me as a person, real chill. A lot of people know me. I'm real mellow. You know, just chill. Uh, my my tone is really relaxed. I'm just a a relaxed kind of guy, just chilling. You know, I have to keep that posture as a, as a psychotherapist because if I'm all over the place, I wouldn't be able to help my clients. <laughs> I'll be a little counterproductive, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so so I'm just really chill. Like, I'm just a really chill person. But when I, I'm just telling you, man, I'm, I'm, but when I watch Raw, I'm just like, oh, I like I literally... There were times when I was watching Raw and I was like, oh, like I like I was just making those like when someone would come out or like when Dewdrop came out, like I was doing I'm always doing something else while I'm watching Raw because I can't just watch Raw by itself. And I was just I don't know. I I think my wife and I, my my goddaughter, her birthday's today. And so we were um, singing a happy birthday. We made a happy birthday video for her. And I was just doing a couple other things. First, I was doing some studying. I have to maintain something else while I'm watching Raw. My a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago, my wife knows that I come to my office and I watch Raw, and I'm usually doing some studying uh, simultaneously to keep me up. There was one day where she asked me, she's like, "Babe, can you can you please watch Raw in the uh, living room with me?" You know what I mean? Because she was doing some things around the house and she just she she loves my company she's a quality time type of person one of her love languages and i was like okay yeah i'll do it right (laughs) and she ended up watching raw with me right she was out within the first like half hour like she was gone like and, and like years ago she would actually try to watch it with me and then she just stopped it was just so boring there she just stopped watching and then I was watching, you know, for work, and I was like, I was struggling, Vince, like because I wasn't doing anything else yeah. but watching oh, you, Raw. You, you can't, bro. You can't. Do I, it. You I can't. dozed off. I had to rewind it. I said, "Whoa, man, this is a whole different ball game than doing something else." And so, yeah, yeah but I'm usually a babyface life, but I'm a heel when it comes to Raw because it's so bad. But you know, you said that you're not anti WWE. And to your point, Vince, I like SmackDown. I'm a, I've said this many times on the show. I'm a SmackDown fan. I'm not like how they're bleeding a lot of raw stuff over because it's starting to feel like it's starting to feel like it's, it's starting to become that like raw light again, you know? And like when I watched SmackDown before and Seth, like this past Friday and Seth Rollins came out, it just, it's just taking the, the luster away from Roman Reigns. The promo just felt like it just brought Roman Reigns down to feeling like everybody else. Like yeah. when I, I love SmackDown, when Roman Reigns felt like a, a 
star. You know what I mean? Like he felt godlike, you know, essentially. You know what I mean? But now it's starting to like, eh, it's starting to feel contrived. And I'm like, no, please don't, please don't get bit by the the raw bug. So yeah. bro, they don't know how to, they they just they don't know how to up the ante. Like, you know, when 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 you got Roman to a certain point, bro, if you don't keep up in the ante, he's gonna yep. go this way and then yep. he's gonna go this way. That that's mm-hmm. why that's why people don't understand the importance of writers, bro. That's yeah. where writers come in. Bro, how do you think? I'm watching Yellowstone now. Bro, how do you think they these these great television shows can last nine seasons, ten mm-hmm. seasons? How do you think that happens, bro? Because you yeah. you go this way, you go this way, you yep. don't go this way, bro. That's yep. where great writing comes in, bro. Hundred percent, absolutely. All right, speaking of uh, <laughs> great writing, <clears throat> we'll get Vince. We'll get Vince Russo's take on uh, not so great writing. We start off. We start off raw with uh, Becky Lynch coming out with an in ring promo. She gets interrupted, so she she cuts heel. She cuts a heel promo. She's trying to get heat, Vince. So. I'm trying to generate heat by the Tulsa crowd. Not really marky. You know, it's it's a Tulsa crowd. It's pretty, you know, pretty safe when it comes to the baby faces and the heels. So Becky gets heat only for another heel to come out to get heat. Right. And then the baby face comes out, gets EST chance. I'm a big Bianca Belair fan. I, I think that they're not using her correctly, but she comes out, she does her stick, which needs a little bit, you know, she needs kind of like the shockers when it comes to her, her booking, not her potential. She's so talented, but she, she needs more material. And so then, so she, so she gets some cheers and then another baby face comes out and instead of look at the two heels to try to you know grab from their heat, she has beef with the baby face because of an encounter they had weeks ago that was squashed, which leads into the tag match. Now, Vince, if I haven't watched this, if I was told, if I was given a snapshot by someone about who's the faces, who's who's the heels. How am I further understood, or how how did this make sense if I didn't watch this in Raw for weeks? How would this segment make sense, and why in the world would I be excited to see the opening segment of a tag match of four people who don't like each other, but the two baby faces didn't like each other because they both were vying for the championship? But that's not the case anymore because the heel is the it's so convoluted. It's, it's, so, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so convoluted, bro. And and people are in wrong places and they have the wrong characters. And uh, bro, I, I don't know. You, know you, you got this. You got this tag opening. I, I don't know why you would care about any of these women. I, I really don't. Like I said, bro, I like 
out of all these women, I like Bianca Belair because she's a great athlete. But that's not who her character is. I hate her character. I absolutely (laughs) hate her character. I like her because I am so impressed with great athletes. But, you know, none of there there are none of these four girls that I care about. I I mean, I and I've been watching this show every single week. Mm-hmm. And it's just so confusing. You know, one, one week Becky comes out in a Halloween costume. The next week she doesn't. The next week she does. <laughs> the next week she doesn't. Then the dude drops a baby face. You bring in Eva Marie to make her a baby face. As soon as Eva Marie leaves, she's a heel. Uh, 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 Bianca Belair, who is a great athlete, they are not playing on that at all. Right. And they have Liv, whose whole thing was, as a little girl, I had a dream of becoming. And you didn't become. You didn't become. <laughs> so the dream should be over, technically. It yeah. should be over. So now, what do you've got now, bro? Because you, you didn't. I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm, I'm just looking at these girls, and I'm thinking of Sherry, and I'm thinking of Medusa. Right. I, I'm, I'm thinking of Moolah. Bro, yeah. bro, did Moolah ever have to try to come out and get try to get heat? Bro, did Jerry <laughs> Martell ever have to no. try to get heat? Nope. Bro, that, no. that's, that's what I'm talking about, about being a pro and not being a pro. Sherry Martell did not have to try to get heat, bro. Vince, think about all the names that you said. Add someone like a Nancy Benoit woman, right? She didn't have to do anything but had a very arrogant vixen look coming out with Sandman, Benoit, you know, Sullivan. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't even have to do much. But she felt like, oh, man, like she's up to no good. Like she's there's something about her that's just up to no good. She had that look to her. She didn't have to try to get heat. (laughs) You know, I was watching a very interesting. I was watching a very interesting little uh, little interview with Kevin Nash the other day. And Kevin Nash was basically saying, you know, he goes, okay, you know, people look at my size. Uh, Then they find out, you know, I played collegiate basketball as a shoot. Mm-hmm. And they found out I was a bouncer as a shoot. So now they start thinking, yeah, this guy could really could really hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin says, and then the next thing I know, I'm the WWE champion and I'm wearing a Santa hat in the middle of the ring, uh, leaning in Christmas carols. That, that, exactly, Kevin. Yes, Ke- that is that's exactly it, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's it. In a nutshell, well, let's get to uh, the so so Dewdrop and Becky Lynch beat Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair. So Becky was about to pin Liv. Dewdrop interferes so she can pin Liv, and then attack Becky at the end. At the end of all of this mess, convoluted mess. The biggest baby face of the segment was unintentionally Becky Lynch. (laughs) And she's supposed to get the heat to eventually set her up for Bianca Belair. 
but she's feeling like a baby face after this segment. And bro, I'm just watching this, and I'm going to tell you something. Listen, it's it's no secret, and I'm not going to mention names, but it's no secret. But a lot of these women are not, let's say, all natural on top. Mm-hmm. On top, mm-hmm. bro, I'm telling you, do drop with that. <laughs> she is going to be. I'm just going to say it, bro. She's going to be busting implants. I mean, bro, I, I I don't know how she didn't kill little Liv. I, I don't yeah. know how, bro. It looked like she landed. Liv is tiny, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And like she she barely got her arms up. All that weight came down on her midsection. I'm like, yeah. bro, you you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna break either break an implant. That, bro, that's the least of your yeah. work. Or a rib. Or a sternum. <laughs> Yeah, you could a crack live stern. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Like, yeah. uh, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah. bro. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. But it's I not. Hope not. Uh, it, it's I hope not, not looking good as far as yeah. the direction of that. Uh, we get a backstage segment, Vince, with Reggie and Dana Brooke, and then Edge and Beth Phoenix is involved in that and then damien priest talks to edge to get advice and then kevin owens somehow is hanging out with them too and then he's playing his lion gimmick for their match friends i'm gonna ask you what you you say this all the time so we had one two three four five six people in this scene yep name one that got over none and bro, I mean, here's another thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, bro, not for anything. I was just talking about like, you know, you know, Piper and you know, bro, I swear to God, I I, I didn't realize that Kevin Owens had a uh what's it called? The Owens show. I didn't even know what it's called. The Kevin yet, Owens show. I didn't even know he had one of those. So I'm <laughs> like, why is he wearing a tie? And bro, I swear to God, I'm like, bro, you look like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I mean, seriously, bro. You got your cutoff shirt and you got your little tie on. You you you've got the same build as Fred Flintstone. I'm like, what what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and to your point, Vince, it was a it's a really good point that you're that you're saying because. WWE has to realize that not everybody who watches the show is a mark, is a, is a, is a hardcore fan, right? So you're seeing this person again. It, it just goes to show you're not reaching to the casuals. Because if I'm a casual fan, somehow I just pop up. I'm scrolling and I see Monday Night Raw. I come and I see this segment. I'm like. Who's that? Like, is there some type of Fred Flintstone type yeah, of type of uh, cosplay? You know, think about it for a second. Like, let's think about it for a second. You know, it's like, bro, you're putting the tie on because you think it's funny. Okay, like you, it's fine. I got my own talk. I'm gonna dress like a slob. And I'm going to put the tie on because it's funny. No, bro, it's not funny. Now you went from a slob to Fred Flintstone. It's not funny, bro. There's there's no humor in you wearing a tie out there, bro. Yeah. And and the sad part, like I said, the sad part of all this is I feel like the WWE is 
really understanding that the quest to reach casual fans is just it's gone bro it's, 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 it's gone. done it's, it's done, done. Yeah. it's over so the KL show was Seth Rollins, uh, them pandering to each other, specifically Owens pandering to Rollins. Gets interrupted by Damian Priest, and this leads to uh, all before. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that part. But <clears throat> what do you think about this KL show uh, segment with Damian Priest? And one before I turn over, there's one observation I got from this. Priest said he 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 did this whole Damien side right like you don't want the Damien side to come out. Tulsa gave him zero reaction for that. Well, bro, that's interesting that you said that. I'm going to tell you why, bro. The cheers were so piped in. Oh, absolutely piped in. Well, think about that, bro. Think about. The cheers were piped in, but we're not piping the cheers in for Damian Priest. Bro, you got to understand that's how they control things. Mm. See, bro, th- this is why I, I I just like these dirt cheat people where, where you listen to their shows and they sound like total absolute marks. Mm. These are the things they'll never understand. They're piping in crowd noise throughout the entire show. But what, bro? The guy's taking a piss break when Damian Priest is out there so there's nobody to hit the button? That's done for a reason, Chris. It's done for a reason. They can pass you or they can fail you, bro. And you, you can go out there and if they don't hit that button, Oh shoot! I, I guess Damian Priest ain't over, bro. You, that's what they do. You know what? That, that's, I'm so good that you, I'm so glad that you said that because I can see it now that Damian Priest is going to have a talk in the back. He's going to lose the U.S. Championship very soon to Kevin Owens, probably at WrestleMania, and the speech would be, "Yeah, man, we were we were looking at the Raws and things like that. We just." There was just wasn't any reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah, we you, try to you, use you, you with that bunny. Here's what yeah. it is, bro. You didn't get over. Yeah, yeah. You yep. no, it wasn't anything we did. You didn't get over. Yep. We tried to do we try to do the whole bad bunny thing, but you know, that was there was we worked then we saw some momentum and then yeah, I mean, we just were looking at some promos. There wasn't any reaction. And then, sorry, man, we're, we're going to give the belt to Kevin Owens. Bro, think about the logic of this. Let's let's talk about the logic for a second because it is going to be you didn't get over. You know, Drew didn't get over as the champion. Big E didn't get over as the champion. Bro, this guy, Damian Priest, let's face it, Chris, he's got a cool, unique look. This guy can really get over like Razor Ramon. Cool. He's Mm -hmm. got the look, bro. He's got a very cool look. But no, bro, he's got to have a split personality. (laughs) Now, bro, does that make any sense? Because the minute that bell rings, shouldn't he turn into the monster? I was thinking that too. Bro, bro, I'll give you a perfect example. Mike Tyson. Did, when the bell rang, was Mike Tyson an animal or did Mike Tyson wait till somebody punched him square in the face first? 
It's illogical, bro. Right. There's no logic to it. You're going to wait until you're underneath to come alive. Why wouldn't you have that energy from the get-go? Yes. There's no logic to it, bro. None. This is a the, this is a professional wrestling match. Why wouldn't yes. you want to be the Damien side the whole time? Exactly. Exactly, bro. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what we got next. You know what we got next. It was the infamous. The infamous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, get me out of there. Why am I in there, bro? Get me out of there. I'm out of there. No, bro. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, Joey. Come here, Joey. Yeah, I'll put a question mark by your name. So. Oh <laughs> and, man, Vince <and> Russo. <laughs> Beer Mahan's back. Yes, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. So we got the vignette back, man. He's back, ready to rock and roll, Vince. Are you ready for Veer, man? Are you ready to feel? I'm ready for Veer, bro. I'm ready, man. Royal Rumble, baby. Royal That's Rumble. That's the spot. Hey, is That's he, the is spot. He, what number is he taking? Give, give us a heads up on a number. Oh, bro. They're, they're, they're going to think it's so huge that he's going to be in the final five. Because <laughs> they're going to think it's that big. Yes. They're going to think it's that big. <laughs> well, you might me. I could see. You know, oh. Yeah, I'm uh, telling you, bro. Final five. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. All right, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Vermahan. Yes. Yep. Will be in the final five. Yes. Wow. That's yes. a big, bold prediction there, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yes. From Vince Russo. And then, maybe, question mark. No. No? Oh, maybe, okay. No, maybe. No, maybe. No. <laughs> it's a it's a hard no, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's a hard yes. no. <laughs> Next, we have uh, Kevin Owens actually defeating Damian Priest, and uh, um, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> you're 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 having the champions lose the match, ladies and gentlemen. And why in the world? Well, you're having a baby face champ. Yeah, a baby. Exactly. <laughs> yes. A baby face champ losing the match. Yeah. And if this is leading to Kevin Owens versus Damian Priest, why do I care now, Vince? Right. Why not build the whole? Like, if this is supposed to be some type of mania match or some type of Saudi match, I can see Kevin Owens actually beating him in Saudi. It's supposed to be in February. But if you know what? Speaking of that. There's a there's a part of me that thinks that Kevin Owens is going to beat Damian Priest in Saudi, and then Priest is going to get it back <laughs> at WrestleMania. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't. But happen. what other baby face? What other baby face do you have to chase the title? I have no problem with with Kevin Owens beating Damian Priest because the way they they've Book Damon Priest has been atrocious. I don't mind him getting the title as a heel, but who's the babyface? Who are they gonna who are they building? Oh, maybe we're all being fooled. Maybe Veer Mahan is a babyface. It comes back back as a babyface. Maybe. 
Wow. Yeah. Kevin Owens beats Damian Priest. Yes. In Saudi. Yes. Wow. And okay. a baby face Veer Mahan with Vince Russo. Yes. And then he pops up. Yes. But he doesn't just pop up alone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Come on, man. That's not even funny. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even look at it. I'm blocking it on my screen. Block it. Get that. Get out of here. Come on. Oh, uh, we shall see. What? Why do you think that they missed a week of a vignette or two weeks? I, I, I why would they? Why would they just miss two weeks? Like, if you're trying to have momentum, if you're trying to give someone momentum, why are you just like, eh, let's just let's just not do the vignette this week. Let's just eh, this week. Eh, let's not just do. Why would they just give them two weeks off? Unless, bro, he was in those shows and the shows wrong, uh, ran long and they just had to cut something. Uh, but why would they do that, though? Like, if you're uh, trying to build a star, that would be terrible. They're not they're trying to build it. We're not building any stars. No, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> 2022 to 2022. Okay. All right. There's no stars being built here, bro. Just like the bounties, the the the, yes. the promo video that we had, 2021 to 2021. Yes, there's a good chance, that, ladies and gentlemen, that we'll have fear 2022 to 2022. Although it's been three months since he's had vignettes, <laughs> and, and he's been having vignettes since October, Vince. Mm. Why, like, <laughs> how far do we go with these vignettes, Vince? Bro, Royal Rumble. I mean, it's got to be Royal Rumble. You think he Royal Rumble? Like you, you, you're sold it's, on him? It's okay? got to be. I think Royal Rumble or Saudi. Yeah. Although he's he's Indian, so I don't really mean you know him debuting the Saudi isn't really going to mean anything. Yeah. Um, because he's not you know uh, uh, Saudi's own or anything like that, like Mansoor is. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Saudi, but if we do a Royal Rumble, I just don't see. <laughs> I'd, I'd see a Royal. I do see a Royal Rumble entry potentially, but I don't see him past 20 minutes, 15 minutes. I, I don't see him past 15 minutes. I think what we'll see is someone eliminate him. And then he beat them on Raw, and then it's a downward spiral from there. Yeah, that's probably, that's, that's probably yeah. what we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Next, we have uh, Nikki Ash uh, cutting a backstage interview, uh, and then you know she she has her interview, and all of a sudden that leads to um, did they go to the Austin Theory uh, and Vince thing right after that? Oh, no, no it was, they it was yeah. We had to riddle the Alpha Academy first. Oh yeah, that's we went right. from Nikki to the Alpha Academy. Yeah, to that's that's it. Yeah, so the Alpha Academy did the graduation, and then that was interrupted by Riddle, and then Randy Orton. And so, I mean, Orton's uh, he he must really like Riddle. He must really really want to get Riddle over. Because I mean, he's doing some clownish things for the sake of this. So he must, he must just don't care, and it's just collecting a paycheck. And it's like, whatever. I've been in this game twenty years now. I'm, I'm, I'm at the tail end of it. 
or he really, really likes Riddle and wants to get him over Vince. But bro, I, I don't know, bro. If you really like Riddle and you really want to get him over, there's a there should have been a lot more to Riddle winning him over. He won him over way, way too easily. And it shouldn't have been something like that, that over the top. This is really over the top. He bro, he's the Viper. And now he's putting on graduation robes. And I mean, to begin with, I mean, again, you always think of logic. So the Alpha Academy is having this uh, big ceremony, bro, with the titles. So how does, how does Riddle know he's got to get a graduation outfit? He's got to go out and buy one. Then he's got to bring, because he knows that they're going to do this. And I'm going to no. go, like, bro, it's so convoluted. And, and yeah. obviously, somebody thought this was funny. Yeah. Tell me one thing about this that was fun. Get, literally, tell me one thing about this that was funny. See, when you and Ferrara wrote, and even before you and for like in the in the 80s and, and just that type of television, when it comes to storylines, when you when you are booking or when you're creating episodic television, you need to create segments that causes people not to turn the channel. You should not assume that someone has to watch three hours of Raw every single week. And so that's the reason why each segment mean something especially when you have wwe fans who i imagine a huge chunk of them are nfl fans unless they're kids who are still probably nfl fans but they're kids and they're going to bed so you want to keep us watching every segment you have to have commercials to pay the bills and so you don't want a a mass exodus during the commercial. So keep us going, keep us excited. And by having some long drawn out forever alpha Academy segment, like the remotes are up and people are turning the channel. Bro. However long this is, bro. The, the bottom line was the, the payoff was, Orton hitting Gable with the RKO. That was that, 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 what, however, five minutes, seven minutes, whatever this was, that was the payoff, yeah, which yeah. we've seen a million times before. But this is different, bro, because they're in graduation outfits. Oh, oh, oh I got it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, bro, yeah. bro just so. Just so poor. It's yeah. just, it's just so poor, bro. Then, then you go to the Vincent theory. And I, I swear to God, bro, this is exactly what I have in my notes. Something is wrong with Vince. Mm. There, there is something wrong with this man, bro. I swear to God. You know where I thought the punchline was headed? I swear to God. And I'm shocked it didn't go there. I'm shocked the punchline wasn't Vince saying he was going to stick something up the theory's backside. Mm. I swear to God, that's where I thought it was going. Like the way I'll get to your face and your head and I'm going to break every bone and snot. And I'm like, I, I wrote, what, what is wrong with this man? What, yeah. what, what, what is this? What is this, bro? And they really had to go through that and say, hmm, okay, so here's this segment. 
Austin Theory, you're going to get emasculated again from a 76, you know, 77 year old, nearly 770 year old Vince McMahon, who once again is speaking like this and is going to uh, make sure that you are going to break every bone in your body and you want to make sure that. And it's just even with the close ups, which doesn't help anything, still mumble, mumbles McMahon. And at the end of the day, Vince, even if Austin Theory is going to get some type of push from all this, he's being booked as a babyface. Like he has that come from behind feel to him. He's a heel being like challenged by, you know, emasculated really, but challenged by Vince McMahon to beat a babyface. So he loses against the babyface cleanly. And so he goes back and saying, hey, can I can I earn you know your respect again? Okay, beat him up and beat him. So he beats the babyface the second time. And we're all supposed to say, okay, yeah, he's a star now. Where does this go, Vince? Where, Bro, where, he's the end game here. Let, let's get back into this the, the, the psychiatry of it. Bro, this is this is a young stud blue chip athlete yep. being bullied by a 76-year-old man who perhaps doesn't even have bowel movements anymore. Who knows? But this is a stud athlete getting yeah. bullied by a and are we supposed to feel sympathy when yeah. he's telling the things exactly. that they're like, oh, huh? Yeah. What, what, what is yeah. the emotion we're yeah. supposed to be taking from these? What, yeah. what is the emotion? Bro, oh, we, we want Austin Theory to go out there and kick Finn Balor's backside so he pleases Mr. McMahon. Like, is, is that the – what is the emotion we're supposed to feel? Again, I say, Vince, at the end of the day, Finn Balor is the worst end of the stick from all this. <sighs> Forget it, bro. And and like he's he's like to the point of damaged goods at this point. Like, where how does he come back from since his since his raw stint? Like they have booked him terribly. And how does he come back from this, man? I, I just can't. don't see it. You can't, bro. You can't. Yeah. You can't. I, I don't see it, man. And it would be so it just goes to show that no one just just about no one is is exempt because at this point Finn Balor is like I wouldn't be surprised if we get an announcement of you know him being released from the company at this point I'm like man you've got someone like Finn Balor who you can't even utilize properly yeah. you know and it's like man that's that's where we are now with with yeah. with raw so uh, next we have uh, the so what what you get the Nikki Ass versus Rhea Ripley right after that was the uh, no contest because... well they they did they did their Martin Luther King spot which they always yes. do every yeah. year yeah uh, then yeah. we That's interviewed great. Rhea Ripley and then we had Ripley and Cross with uh, Selena Vega and uh, Carmella coming out yeah they 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 cut a promo saying we told you so like they they decided to do this now like. <laughs> just what was the point of them being out there, Vince? Because they haven't utilized them and they don't have anyone to 
uh, compete against you know for the tag team championship. Well, the the, the, the whole point of that, bro, why why they wasted five minutes of our time was to get Rhea Ripley to turn her back on Nikki yeah. Cross. That yeah. was the whole point of it. That was the whole point of it. So Rhea Ripley is now paying attention up here, yeah. and Nikki Cross can jump her from behind and leave her laying, and there's no <laughs> match. So that buys them another week. And next week, that and I also want to point out, I also want to point out, bro, they purposely did not have Lashley against the hurt business on this show because I said it last week. So they threw Rollins in there. But next week, it will be Lashley and the Herpet. They, just, yes, they yes, put it yes. off a week, bro, yes. because I, they couldn't make me right. So yes. they had to put it off a week. I yes, just want to yes, point that out. Yes, but, yeah, bro, how, how, how can you believe that somebody of, of, of Nikki Cross's stature is going to chop down? Bro, that, th- th- this would have been the equivalent of Sonny beating up China. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. like I would have to believe that Sonny could have beat up China if I'm gonna believe yeah. this. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And that's not the that wouldn't have been the case. And so yeah, it's just why do they book baby faces to look like clowns though? Like they just look like just stupid clowns. And it's like, okay, so you know that like your former best friend attacked you last week. You come out, do your whole spiel. She comes out second instead of like going straight to her and saying, I'm going to beat the brakes off of her. You like kind of pace in the corner and like, oh, I'm going to get her. No, you attack her. That's the way to build your character. You attack her. And then Carmela and Zelina comes out. Now Nikki's the, the heel now, but they're still saying, we told you so. And all of a sudden, let me turn my back against the person who I'm so upset about. Still haven't attacked yet in this segment, but I'm so upset about. And then have her attack me. That's like, you know, we, we, we've talked about this before when it comes to the friends at the bar, right? And so essentially there was some beef with one friend to another one friend who thought that you know he was best friends with one person gets beat up. He he just turns his back on him. He beats him up. Right. The next week he goes to the bar and say, "Okay, I'm 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 here first. Right. I'm here at the bar first. Soon as he steps in, instead of saying, "I'm gonna get him," he's like pacing back and forth. Like, oh, man, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And then two other friends comes in and says. Man, you got beat up last week, man. You gonna take that? And instead of like going toward the person who's who's in the bar now, and I'm instead of saying oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him out, you go to the two friends who are kind of you know pesky and kind of instigating the thing. You go to the friends and and just look at them. You don't even do any. You don't even do anything. You just look at them. And guess what? You got your butt beat again because you were looking like a clown. Why would you build Rhea Ripley to be to look as, as well, much of a star as she looks like? Right. She looked like a clown. We know one thing about Rhea Ripley now. So, okay, the WWE has made it clear to us that Rhea Ripley is stupid. Okay. Right. Well, bro, <laughs> that, that's the thing. After what happened last week, these two clowns come out with microphones 
Bro, why would you give them a second of your attention? Now, bro, it's different if they came in the ring. If they right. came into the ring, now it's different. They're upstage on 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 the stage. Why wouldn't you look at your opponent, let them come out and start talking and Rhea Ripley goes right at and tells the referee, ring the bell, and yep. you leave the two heels with their hands on their you-know-what. Yep. That never happens. That ne Oh, no, bro, the, the, they come out. Since they got a microphone in their stand, we're going to stop everything and we're going to watch them. Come on. Bro. It, 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 this is so... This is so old and archaic and stupid and doesn't work anymore, bro. Like I said, if they're eight-year-old kids digging it, that that's great. Yeah. But the rest of us, bro, like this is a joke. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Then you got your next scene, bro, where you got you got Reggie and Dana, uh, Dana, and and then you got the three of them there eating popcorn. Yeah. It was four. It was Tozawa and Tamina, Truth, and it was Tozawa, Tamina, Truth, and um, I remember seeing four. It was four chairs there. Uh, oh man, I don't. So, someone from the chat, uh, focus group. Where, where are you at? Who who's the fourth? Who's laughing at that? Nobody. Who's laughing at that, man? No. Uh, a, a referee, yeah. Thank you, referee, Michael. It was a referee, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so who's laughing at it is is uh the NFL, uh, continuing to uh trounce and pounce on Raw because of segments like that. So, uh, Omos just beats Reggie, of course. Bro, bro, think about this, think about this, Chris. How many months? did we go through of nobody can catch Reggie? How many months? Remember, Ooh, bro? Several. Yeah. Him playing parkour in the back, jumping yeah, on yeah. this to this to that. Nobody could catch Reggie, but yet probably the biggest, tallest, slowest, clumsiest guy, that guy could catch Reggie. <laughs> All these other guys, 10, 10 guys chasing him, yeah. can't catch him, but yeah. the big eight-foot clumsy giant, he can catch Reggie. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. Makes perfect sense to me. I got it. Maurice Beck Phoenix segment. Um, yeah. Uh, they, they talk before. I know what's going on. Something's gonna go. Something's gonna go on. So Edge says, "I know that you can do it, but I'm coming out with you because something's gonna happen." So Maurice is in the ring, and then Beth Phoenix comes out, and then Beth Phoenix says, "Okay, let's do it now." And then she gets in the ring, and then nothing. So I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like, "Are you like going to attack her? Like, if like you really made it seem like you're about to do something." And she just looks at her and starts talking. And then Miz, I don't know if it was like the timing was off or something. The Miz and Edge do their thing. And so Beth Phoenix is still looking at Maurice. And all of a sudden, she looks at Edge. And then she gets hit by the pocketbook with the brick in it. So again, 
they're booking a baby face to look like a stupid clown. It's this. It was the same thing they did with Rhea Ripley. Oh, what's going on? I don't know. Like I've got beef with someone in the ring, but oh, let me see what's what's going on over there. Oh, yeah, she's not going to do anything. Like, please make this make sense to me, Vince. Bro, I just don't understand. Like, I, I guess there are so many things we can and cannot do today, whatever. So, I, I mean, how heels get heat, I don't know. But how right. this would have been done in the good old days is Edge would have, you know, they would have the altercation on the outside. And Edge, I, I mean, a Miz, the heel, would have given Edge a good kick in the gonads yep. to land him. Then... Then Beth Phoenix would have been getting heat on on Maurice in the ring. Then Miz would have came in the ring and hit Beth Phoenix with the fr- the guy. Yeah. Would, now you've got Edge. I'm yeah. yeah. We, we 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 can't do that anymore, bro. Even but but yet you you could do that in movies. Yeah, you could do that in television shows. But well, we we can't do that here. Oh, okay. This is make believe, though. This ain't real, but we still can't do it. But we could do it. Okay, got you. Yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And but Dana Brooke defeated a male right. for the twenty four seven championship, but they can't touch her. Right. So. Right. And it, I, I think that would have been a really good segment. I now think you got that, heat. Well, yeah, what, absolutely. Yeah, now you got heat. He didn't make. He didn't have to make Beth Phoenix look like just stupid i mean just a stupid clown you know what i mean like yeah. you she's a hall of famer you know what i mean like you, you you protect her but not saying i'm I'm about to pretend to intimidate her and do something and all of a sudden oh look what's going on down here i'm not going to do anything about it i'm not going to go down there i'm just going to look and see what's going on and then get hit by the pocketbook it just i agree with you it should have been edge gets the heat Miz gets the heat from Edge, gives him a low blow. Edge is out. Edge is about to go in, and then Beth Phoenix is like back and forth. She goes towards Maurice. Maurice tosses the the pocketbook to Miz, and then all of a sudden, even if she may have got a hit, knocked her down, bam! Miz knocks her <laughs> knocks her out with the pocketbook. And then Maurice and the, gets up, you know, kind of pulling the thing, you know. And 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 the brick falls out of the pocketbook. There you go. Yeah. No, no, bro. Go. You you just hit my wife with a brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. The the brick falls out there. I agree. Never instead happened. of instead Never of happened. instead of the big reveal, what's yeah. in the pocketbook? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a brick. You know. Never happened. <clears throat> That's gonna get a lot of booze. Oh, it's yeah. a brick. Boo! Like, who cares? Uh, then we get a <laughs> we get a we get a backstage segment of the the two babyface tag teams who are all four of them in the Royal Rumble, not a one of them except for maybe Rey Mysterio, which is the reason why he was booked to look the best out of the four because he's won the Royal Rumble before. But Dominic, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. Not a one of them has a shot in anywhere to win the Royal Rumble, but all four of them are in the match, but we're booking an eight-man match, not for some tag team championship of Royal Rumble. 
it's because to promote the people in the Royal Rumble, as if any of them have a chance to win this. Bro, the, the, I, I, I'm telling you, man, the only saving grace with this week's show, bro, thank God that football game was a blowout. Yeah, that's if, a good point. If, if you yeah. would have had a back-and-forth game, yeah. nobody, yeah. nobody would have been watching this. Bro. Yeah, that's a good point. Nobody, man. Yeah, we get the therapy segment. I, I guess I missed this one last week, but I did catch it this week that we have a therapy segment with Alexa Bliss. And she comes back completely the same. And, and I guess she's getting therapy for Lily. And she gets some Carl Jungian, uh, some, some, she gets some Jungian word association. I'm familiar with that stuff. And we get some words association psychology there. And she keeps saying Lily, and that's it. She gets well, upset, and that's it. Again, Chris, everything's supposed to escalate. Okay, this yes. happens this week. Give him a little more the next week, a little more here, there. Yeah. Bro, last week was the first week, and Alexa Bliss destroyed the guy's office. Mm, okay. This week, all she says is Lily, Lily, Lily. They Again, backwards. Yeah. It didn't go forward. It didn't progress. It didn't tell us any more. As yeah. a matter of fact, it went backwards because yeah. last week Alexa Bliss was Ooh. violent, and this week she wasn't. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, bro. I swear. When, Sorry, when, when I don't know that. Bro, you know what? I, you know what? You know what I was thinking of today. What's Could that? you imagine, bro, if you had a kid whose name was A L E X A? And yeah. you have one in your house, and you're oh, drive me nuts. But yeah. anyway, bro, bro, when me and when me and Ed would write the show, okay, you know th this is what happened with Austin and Vince this week. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta up the odds a little next week, and then yes. the next week we go here, and and you plot it out. Yes. How do you well, plot? Now, week one, she destroys the office. Week two, she does nothing. Yes. That's like saying uh, Spider-Man, you know, beats the villain in the very beginning. Right, right, right. Of a two-hour movie, spot instead of building the crescendo and the climax and the big fight, and then we see all of that. Instead of build the suspense, right? We'll just we'll just have we'll just have the big fight be at the in the beginning and right and just yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's what they're that's what they do with Raw all the time, man. It's just like you're you're giving me Dewdrop versus Bianca Belair ten times. Why why do I care about that at a pay per view? Like if you already give me three matches of them, oh okay, well this is the same. There's no stipulation. It's the same match. Why do I care, Bryce? Well, I was on one of the sites today. And I saw in print the Royal Rumble lineup, and I just looked at that thing, and I was like, "Are you are you kidding me, bro?" Yeah. Like, first of all, they don't they, they they don't they have like a third of the participants. Yeah, they they like, they they let everybody go, so they don't even have enough people to participate in the Rumble. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, bro, you're gonna see guys like Veer. I'm telling you, bro, you're gonna see your Elias. I would oh. not be surprised if you saw gender. I I'm telling you, bro, that yeah. that's what you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I one thing I do like about not knowing that there's 30 people is that at this point for me as a as a spectator, 
and this is this has been the Royal Rumble forever, just about. But at the same time, like every year, there's 30 people, with the exception of 2011, there were 40. But typically in 88, there were 20. Typically, Royal Rumble, 30 people. There's usually three to five people every year that has a shot of winning, right? And so the 27 to 30 people, I, what I as a spectator, I'll look for the countdown. Who's going to be the surprise entrant? Who's going to be the legend? Back in 2002, when you know Kurt Hennig came back and Goldust and things like that, and so I, I like those moments. So it's like filler, 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 surprise. You know, someone who has a chance of winning, filler, filler, surprise. So I like you know how they do that. So that creates suspense that there might be a you know a set of surprises. I'm a big, I'm a sucker for nostalgia when it comes to that. Uh, so that should be interesting. Yeah, I'm but, with you too, bro. As but, long as they pay it off. True, right. right. So, but the the thing is with Royal Rumbles, though, that there's typically a lot of times, like we saw this with with Michaels against Kurt Angle. A lot of times there are feuds that start within the Royal Rumble that's beneficial too, but. When you think of a someone like a, something like a 2022 Royal Rumble, there's been so many just feuds that people didn't care about, start stops. I don't care about a new feud starting for the Royal Rumble because we've seen a variation of just about all of them, and stars aren't built big enough for me to even care. Right. About somebody eliminating someone and starting a feud for us. Right, I agree, so, man. I agree. Yeah. Uh, next, we got uh, the uh, Maurice and the Street Profits, the Alexa Bliss therapy. Then we got the uh, main event. We got uh, Bobby Lashley defeating Seth Rollins by disqualification. They are both two heels, Lashley and Rollins. But Rollins, Lashley gets attacked by the Hurt Business, who are two heels. He gets his comeuppance. And then Rollins, who's a heel, gets attacked at the end by the Usos, who comes from SmackDown and super kicks him on behalf of Roman Reigns. And the the takeaway of all this is what? What is this? He, he, over he, here? He, I'll tell you what the takeaway is. You want you want to hear my my takeaway from this match? Yep. You could Bobby Lashley. Couldn't beat Seth Rollins in 30 minutes, but he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. What? Right. That's a good point. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's he a good point. couldn't beat Seth Rollins in 30 minutes, so I'm going to believe right. that this same guy can now beat Brock. Are you out of your mind? But, bro, you know why, bro? Because they have nothing on the show and everything is filler and extended matches. Yeah. So they needed 25, 30 minutes for this match. But, yeah. brother, if you can't beat Seth Rollins in 30 minutes, you you don't stand a chance <laughs> yeah. against free. Bro, if you're really trying to build that match, bro, if, see, that, bro, that's the problem. Let's look at what they did here, okay? We know Rollins is going over, and, and we, we know Brock's going over. Mm -hmm. Okay, bro. 
But look at the way they set this up, bro. They they set it up that they didn't want to kill Seth because you want to believe Seth could beat Roman. Yeah. No, no, Seth ain't gonna beat Roman, bro. So and everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So so now you hurt Lashley. Because Lashley couldn't beat Seth because you want people to still believe that Seth could be what? Yeah, yeah. You're protecting Seth by having him get kicked by the Usos to think that we Seth is going to beat Reigns. It's Bro, so if you, if you really wanted people to believe. Lashley was going to beat Lesnar. This was nothing more than a squash. That's what he is beating. He is beating Seth Rollins in one minute, but you can't do that because I'm going to believe that Seth Rollins is going to beat Roman Reigns. Meanwhile, bro, they screwed this whole thing up because they planned on having Lashley against the Hurt Business, yeah. but they couldn't do that because I said it last week. Yeah. So they're going to do it next week. Well, think, about the lo- lo- think about the logic all around. It's, it's, it's so bad, bro. It's yeah. so bad. Lashley's selling the leg, and, and, yeah. and Rollins oh. is freaking out, and yeah. I'm like, you can't beat this dweeb. And bro, to, to make matters worse, at the beginning of the match, uh, you know, Rollins is in Joker mode. Now, he's, he wasn't afraid of Lashley at all. Right. He was in Joker mode, and he was laughing and having a good old time. And I'm like, and this guy's going to beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what a way to protect your main event talent. Right. Right. So. Yep. Uh, we got one more uh, super chat from Rollin saying Biggie must be in the biggest doghouse oh, in wow. recent he memory. Was show, he wasn't was able to show tonight. He I, could have wow. at least narrated the MLK tribute. Oh wow, yeah. So that's a good point, Rollin. He could, Rollins. He could have he could have narrated point, the MLK uh, tribute. Yeah, that's yeah, good a call great there. point. Good call. I didn't even realize he wasn't even on the show, bro. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. And I think yeah. that would have been perfect if he would have narrated the. MLK uh, tribute. So, who, who narrated it, bro? Do we know? Um, was it, was it I, anybody? I didn't even. I just, I just saw. I just remember that there was music. Yeah, that would have been great. Was, yeah, would have really been That'd great. Have been awesome. That's a great, great idea, bro. Great idea. Yeah, yeah, could have been, but uh, yeah, he must be in the biggest stockhouse of recent Remember, I agree. It just, man, they just they gave up on him quick. Well, one thing, one person who I won't give up on, this guy right here. Let him know about the brand, my man. Yes, guys, Russo'sBrand.com. And I want to tell you guys, too, about I, I, I reveal the first email today, bro. Uh, Vince McMahon and myself ah. have an email exchange in September. I am breaking down those emails because it's really going to tell you where that company's at and also where I'm at. Uh, so there's a series called Vince versus Vince. It's on patreon.com uh, forward slash Russo TWC. Check that out. You get the first email this week. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Vince Russo. I am Dr. Chris Featherstone, and this is the Legion of Raw. Have a good night, everybody. So long and fear the.
Wer? 